The Liz Calloway Show. She's a one of a kind, and she's only found here. The new conservative alternative. Talk 94.5. Finally, you can start waking up on the right side of the bed again. Good morning and welcome to the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. It is Wednesday morning, August, not October. October. August 30th. (laughs) Sorry. I just want this hurricane season to be over with. (laughs) Not November. I know, November 1st. So, Uh, you know, I was getting close. But you know what? Um, We just got off the phone with Andrew Dockery, first alert award-winning weather team. Um, Andrew Dockery told us, doesn't seem like we have much to worry about if you're in an area that um, often sees coastal surge flooding issues, then yes, you are already experiencing that because of King Tide, but we're Mm -hmm. expecting 45 to 50 mile per hour wind gusts. We had seen 70 mile per hour winds coming our way, so that's not, he took that down. Um, We might see some tornado watches um, from 3 p.m. till 3 Mm -hmm. a.m. this afternoon, so you know, you know what to do. Get into an interior room, as many walls between you and the outside as possible. No windows. We heard about that. Have your flashlights and batteries ready to go, your generators and all that stuff. And keep your generators outside with the exhaust pointing outward, not in your garage. There's a good um, chance we could lose some power here and there, power. but it's... I don't think it's going to be anything yeah. long-term. Like right. days and days. Exactly. So just keep that in mind. It's time for it now. The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers, featuring Breitbart Talks on Talk 94.5. That's right. And joining us right now is John Carney, and he puts out this amazing business digest with Breitbart. So you want to subscribe to that newsletter by going on to Breitbart.com slash newsletters and uh, subscribe to John Carney's report. And we have him joining us right now to talk about the impact of Bidenomics. Good morning, John. Good morning, and thanks for uh, mentioning the newsletter. Uh, it's free. Is the other is the one other thing I'd say. You can sign up, get it for free every day in your inbox. I I surely do that, and um, it it really keeps you up to date as to what's going on, and actually the truth as to what's going on. Um, what are some of the things that people need to know about uh, the job market and the economy right now? Sure. Well, this is a big week. Uh, all week long, we're going to be getting new information about jobs. Uh, yesterday, we got, got what they call the JOLTS report. That stands for Job Opening and Labor Turnover Survey. Okay. And it tells us how many job openings there are mm. in the United States uh, each month. And what we and there was a huge decline in uh, this, this dates back to the last day of July. So call it like how many openings there were going into August. The, the very big decline, much bigger than anybody thought. And what's more is that the prior month was also revised downward a lot. So there were so there are a lot fewer jobs than we thought in the United States. There still are a lot of openings. I, I mean, you talk to anybody who runs a business, they'll tell you that they're trying to hire people, they're having trouble. But this decline is maybe the beginning of the economic slowdown that people have kind of been waiting for for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also saw that in, uh, and we'll probably see that this Friday when we get the official jobs report. You know, this is the one that gives us the unemployment numbers, the, you know, how many jobs are created each month. That big report comes out on Friday. Based on what we saw in JOLTS, it's probably going to be weaker than the reports we saw earlier this year, but not 
you know, nothing catastrophic yet. You know, John, they keep touting Biden, the Biden economy. Um, Have you been able to take one of those speeches that Joe Biden has given on this or KGJP about what she's talking about regarding the economy and juxtapose it with, you know, which what is actually happening? I mean, he keeps telling us they keep telling us about all this progress. The re, the Inflation Reduction Act, um, you know, has created. But I, I mean, we don't know what to believe. It's hard for us to discern what's actually how it's impacting us. So what what, what can right. you the tell infl- us? The Inflation Reduction Act has done nothing to reduce inflation. That is, you know, a bizarre lie from the very beginning. Uh, they did that because when all the polls show inflation is the biggest concern. But frankly, this is like a guy throwing a matchbook when your house is on fire and telling you he's a firefighter. You know, we already <laughs> had huge, huge inflation. This did nothing to stop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it contributed to it a little bit. The only inflation reduction possibilities are some deficit reduction that are, you know, like everything else, right? The government constantly does this. They tell you the good stuff is coming in five or 10 years, right? Yeah, so they right. say, oh, yeah, you know, we're, this reduces uh, the, the deficit five years from now when I'll no longer be in office and we'll have a different Congress, you know, so mm-hmm. nobody is actually accountable for it. So, yeah, the, 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 when he says that it reduced inflation, that's nonsense. A lot of their jobs claims are nonsensical, too. They claim that they created mm-hmm. more jobs than anyone. When this is just a timing issue, we had locked down the economy at the end of the Trump administration with millions of particularly service jobs, you know, bars, restaurants, that sort of thing, were lost in an instant. Mm-hmm. And then when we started to reopen things, those jobs came back online. So the idea that they created these jobs or that the Biden administration was responsible is largely nonsensical. If anything, they've probably been a drag on overall job creation. But look, he is right. Unemployment is very low. It's as low as it was back before the pandemic struck. Okay. I don't think he did, you know, the, the Biden administration or any of its policies deserve much credit for that. They do deserve the blame for inflation. Uh, they passed huge spending bills when they first came into office out of revenge. They really wanted to sort of show that they could spend a lot of money because they had gotten elected and they claimed that Trump had ruined the economy. So they had to spend all this money, all nonsense. It helped cause inflation. We would have had some inflation coming out of the pandemic anyway, mm-hmm. but we would have had maybe four or 5%, not 9%, which is what we had overall. And we wouldn't be looking at, you know, two year length uh, inflation in groceries, like 20%, those kind of numbers are a result of the overspending of the Biden administration. In your estimation, and we're speaking with John Carney, um, the finance and economics um, reporter for Breitbart, what is the, what? where do you think people are looking when it comes to investing? Um, because, you know, with everything that's going on, we keep hearing people talking about T-bills and just, you know, putting them in CDs. Have you, you know, gotten any reports on that type of stuff? Or I heard something was going on with the IRA limits. Um, Is that changing? Well, well, what I would say is a lot of people right now uh, have realized that in a ultra safe asset, they can get a return of 5%. Mm -hmm. So, 
especially if people are already near the, you know, nearing retirement, that makes things, you know, a lot more attractive. You're going to just earn 5% year over year in terms of a, a yield than having to, you know, worry about whether the stock market's going to go up or down. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, in some ways, the treasuries are crowding out uh, investing in stocks. That's one of the reasons probably the stock market has had a few rough weeks. I also think, look, the stock market bottomed last October uh, and had and had a pretty good run in the first half of this year. So a lot of people are pretty nervous. What does that mean for the second half of the year, particularly since the, there are pretty good odds that we are going to have a recession in the next 12 months? Mm-hmm. Uh, coming out of that, the stock market will probably do great. Going into a recession, the stock market typically doesn't do great. So people say, you know, why should I buy at the inflated prices after a big bull run? Maybe I'll hold off, wait for it to dip. I'm going to tell you, my advice is don't try to time the market. You're right. You know, that, <laughs> exactly. that you should put your, you know, like that, that's for the pros and the pros lose money yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say, don't do that. You know, continue to follow an investment plan that, that matches your, you know, and again, this isn't financial your advice stomach. for an individual, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that follows your stomach and follows where you are in your life. If you're very young, you can probably afford to take more risk. If you're much mm-hmm. older, maybe less. If you're somewhere in between, it probably matters. You know, do you think you're going to need the money right away or can you afford to, you know, get through the market crashing yeah. and going back up? We're speaking with John Carney of Breitbart, and uh, he has a business digest that you can sign up for, and it's free. Just go to Breitbart.com slash newsletters. I wanted to ask you, John, about consumer confidence, because when you talk about back-to-school time, you see pumpkin spice on the shelf, Halloween decorations. We're thinking about Christmas time. Um, you know, a lot of money is flying out the window, window you college just dorms, Walmart currently, I know. <laughs> college dorm shopping, all that people are looking at these prices of school supplies. Um, and I mean, what is consumer confidence feeling like? Consumer confidence did decline pretty sharply in August. Uh, it had gone, it's, it had gone up a bit in July. And people were hoping maybe we'd see, you know, that rebound continue. It didn't. Uh, and in particular, the the outlook, the, the 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 expectations, which asked people, where do you think we'll be six months from now? That came down a lot. And right now, it's near a level that usually predicts a recession within the next twelve months. So mm-hmm. when you look at, you know, so so when you get that low, that usually causes people to. Stop spending as much, particularly on big ticket items. And right mm-hmm. now, that's what's happening is people are still buying cars, okay. partly because we went through a couple of years where you couldn't find a car if you wanted a new right. one. That's right. Um, so there's pent up demand for cars. So people are still buying cars. But a lot of people, I mean, I joke, how many dishwashers can you buy, right? A lot of people <laughs> replaced all their big appliances. You know, when we couldn't go out to eat, you know, they mm-hmm. had some extra money. They replaced all the appliances in their house. They don't need a new one. They're a little worried about what's happening in the economy, so they're pulling back on that spending. But frankly, uh, it's and it's always hard to tell this, but you know, total anecdotal experience, it's really hard to get back to school supplies right now. I mean, the stores got pretty emptied out. Mm-hmm. And well, you have I to think, buy them no matter what. That's what yeah. happens. But yeah. one, one thing that is that it, it always depends on how much the stores are expecting, right? Because they can stock up more. 
because mm-hmm. they want to sell. You know, they never. If you're a, if you're Walmart, you never want to run out because you you, you might miss a sale. Yeah. Right? You want to have a, just enough that you can sell every single one, but mm-hmm. not so little. And it looks to me like uh, there's been some understocking, probably because the stores themselves were worried about whether we'd be in a recession by now. Remember, mm-hmm. if, when we talked much earlier this year. A lot of people thought the economy would be in recession by the end of this year, and we're not. We're not in a recession right now. The economy grew faster in the second quarter than it did in the first, and it appears to be growing faster in the third quarter than it did in the second. Mm-hmm. Well, when you see that, I mean, that's what they're what the Biden administration is going to tout as being a strong economy. But when we see growth, it doesn't mean that it's at the level that Trump had it at, right? Well, right. So a couple of things. One, we ha- under Trump, we had very low inflation. So we had the same low unemployment rate, but we weren't dealing with this inflationary problem. We had much lower interest rates, which meant you were paying less if you wanted to buy a house, if you bought a co- financing your auto purchase, and your credit cards had lower interest rates. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, objectively, the economy was better under Trump. We are growing pretty fast right now. Uh, and frankly, that surprises a lot of people. A lot of that may have to do with the overspending by the Biden administration. If the government spent, does a huge amount of deficit spending, it can ramp up growth. But very often you pay for that later down the road with even more inflation. And that's what the Federal Reserve is worried about right now, that they had planned to slow the economy to try to hold back inflation in the future. The economy hasn't slowed as they thought it would. And so, therefore, they're they're getting worried about inflation again. Right now, they think they might be on the the right path. They're probably going to not raise interest rates when they meet at the end of September, but they're going to raise in November. And frankly, I think the entire market and the Fed is wrong and that they're going to look into next year and find that they have to raise rates even more next year. Wow. Because I know it's a we big were prediction. Just... A lot of people aren't saying that. They're no. saying no, they're going to cut next year. But I think that's wrong. We'll find out. That's one of the things I love about uh-huh. economics and finance is there's a scoreboard, and you know you can talk to me six months from now. We'll find out. Yeah, well, that's why I we right. we talk about real estate a lot because of where we live. We have a very active and healthy real estate market. Right. Market, but um, you know we're looking at rates upwards of seven point five percent, and you know if you need to move, it's like you can't wait. It's just going to keep going. Most likely, we keep saying you never know. Uh, you can always refi later or do some things to cut down on that rate. But really, um, you know, some people don't have any choice but to move and to get a mortgage. So. You know, waiting is not necessarily better, especially if you think that the they may be cutting down the rate, uh, the Fed. So right. Well, a lot of people did that last year when rates first went up. They said, "You know what? I'm just going to hold off." Yeah, big mistake. And that was when they were at six and a half, and now we're at seven and a half. <laughs> exactly. So they, you really regret that choice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, um, John Carney, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Love you, Business Digest, and you can sign up for it too. Go to Breitbart.com/newsletters and look for the Breitbart Business Digest, and it comes out every day, right? Every weekday, I take the weekends off. Okay, that's good. Sorry about that. (laughs) That's okay. That's what I meant. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for having me.